Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 5th, 2018, I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. I thought you were going to jump in there. I just didn't want to make sure you didn't step on me again, you know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I went a little gung-ho yesterday. <laughs> um, James, I uh, had no intention of going to the White House uh, tonight, but uh, mm. apparently the president disinvited me anyway, but... You too, huh? Yeah. yeah. I was uh, disinvited by Twitter as well. Yeah, you're... So, fuck him. I'm making a cake for everybody. <laughs> well, well done. Here you go. I was going to go with the uh, you can't fire me, I quit thing, but uh, that's much funnier than what I was going to say. All right. Excellent. Idiot. <laughs> not you. Him. Well, I mean, yeah. yes, me too, but that's not what you meant. All right. So uh, let's jump right into the news. First up in the news, no decision set on Ruthie Ann Miles' return to The King and I in London. Yeah, James, this is an update to the story that you and Julie discussed last week when it was announced via a press release that I saw the press release. It was very clear. Um, it said that Tony winner Ruthie Ann Miles would be sharing the role of Lady Tiang uh, with Naoko Mori in the upcoming London transfer of The King and I. However, we exclusively reported at Broadway World yesterday that there has actually not been an official decision made regarding Miles' involvement in the show following the tragic events of the past few months. I don't want to get back into those. I think everybody listening is well aware of all of that. The production told us at Broadway World, quote, as has always been the case, our thoughts and concerns have only been for Ruthie and her family and to respect their privacy at this most difficult time. To that end, we have chosen not to comment about whether Ruthie may or may not be able to join the production. Reports suggesting Ruthie has made a decision regarding performing in London are inaccurate. We consider Ruthie a beloved member of the King and I family in the West End, and she is well Welcome to join the production at any point. However, to be clear, no such decision has been made at this time. The show is scheduled to begin performances on June 21st and to run through September 9th. And of course, will again star uh, Ruthie and Miles Broadway co-stars Ken Watanabe and Kelly O'Hara. Now, James, to me, I, I think this is just a case of the production trying to be sensitive to Ruthie Ann's situation, announcing um, uh, uh, Maury, who would be stepping in for her, uh, at least temporarily. But in doing it this way, they kind of unnecessarily complicated the situation and then needed to walk it back. Because, like I said, from last week, I saw the I, I, I saw the press release. It said that Ruthie Ann Miles and Naoko Maury would be sharing the role. And now it seems like they're saying that that might not exactly be the case. Wow. Wow. Uh... Uh, who's who, who's who, who's producing the London? Um, I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, it, uh, I, I mean, can it, go it by and look. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm seem sure like it's not Lincoln. Not Lincoln no. Center, no, because that, that that this is uh, wow a big we big production mistake. Yeah, it just it seems uh, it, it just odd. Um, and look, no one is saying one way or the other, uh, what Ruthie Ann should or shouldn't do, um, uh, you know, with her life and her career, it just seems like they tried to be a little too cute by half and, and ended up making things more complicated and hopefully not too painful for everybody. But, um, uh, but yeah, so, so hopefully whatever the decision ends up being, 
Um, the show goes on well, and if Ruthie Ann does decide that she wants to be a part of the production at some point during the run, that she is able to do so. Um, you know, we, we know that she's still recovering both physically and emotionally. So uh, whenever she feels that she's ready uh, to get back to performing in whatever capacity, I, I'm sure as a theater community, we will welcome her with open arms. Uh, not just for this situation, but in general, sometimes you don't need to put out a press release truth i can't tell you how many press releases we get every day that are needless and this seems to be something that they should have never even brought this up until it was a done deal and ruthie had said one way or the other well i mean i i do understand though i mean if a decision hasn't been made and they're leaving the door open um they need to put something out because they need to say who's playing the role um so well, i understand I, doing that they have I, kelly it, and they have ken well i mean the the production starts in three or in less than three weeks in two weeks they want you know they're, they're gonna have to tell people at some point uh, i just mean like it, it would have been very easy to say this statement in that original press release is what i mean i mean yeah. you could say naoko yeah. mori is going to be playing the role if and when kelly o, or uh, kelly right, ruthie ann miles um, is able to return she will say that get it over with it would have been very clear but instead they muddied the waters in some sort of effort to protect her which uh, despite all of the tragic things that have happened i i don't think of ruthie ann miles as somebody who needs to be protected all right uh what's happened in last week's broadway grosses Ooh, James, another tough week in the grosses, perhaps impacted by, you know, Memorial Day holiday being this past Monday. I don't know. Obviously, that's a dark day for for most shows. So I don't know if there was some sort of residual impact um, on the bottom line. But overall, Broadway's receipts dropped nearly six percent or two million three hundred twenty five thousand dollars to come in at roughly thirty seven million last week. Only seven of Broadway's thirty four shows saw week over week gains led of course, by Hamilton, um, which increased 136K to climb back over 3 million at 3.12. On the grosses chart, it was followed by The Lion King and Harry Potter, which were both above 2 million. Then Springsteen, which was just a smidge below 2 million in its four performances last week. Then Wicked, Frozen, Dear Evan Hansen, Mean Girls, Aladdin, My Fair Lady, The Book of Mormon, Come From Away, Phantom, and Summer, all above $1 million. Other than Springsteen, for obvious reasons, going from five to four performances, the biggest declines were seen by Hello, Dolly, The Boys in the Band, The Iceman Cometh, and Carousel, all which dropped more than six figures. All right, now, James, uh, the biggest story to me, we can talk about how some of the new musicals from this season aren't doing so hot. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, despite all the award wins, uh, once on this island, Escape to Margaritaville, didn't have exactly great weeks. But the biggest story to me is how rough some of the veteran musicals are doing. Both A Bronx Tale and Beautiful had their second worst eight show weeks during their individual Broadway runs. And Kinky Boots had its ninth worst eight show week. Now, these shows are all in slightly different financial positions, having different rent lengths of their run and different capitalizations and all those things. Um, but what's also interesting is that all of them have, or by the end of this week will have some sort of star casting going on this summer. So it'll be interesting to see how these individual shows do over the next few months leading up to Labor Day and then into the fall, as we've talked about before. And as I'm 
hopefully going to write about on Broadway World later this week. Beautiful has a much different kind of roller coaster in terms of grosses where it tends to do better in the fall than it does in the summer. But it would be interesting to see how these do. And James, we always talk about the log jam of available houses. But if these three shows don't turn around their numbers, uh, we, we might have three venues open sooner than we anticipated, especially when you start to think about Kiss Me Kate looking for a home in one of the three roundabout houses. You can obviously discount the American Airlines. So it really comes down to 54 uh, Studio 54 or um, uh, the Stephen Sondheim here. So what Beautiful does over the next few months will probably have a big impact on where we see Kelly O'Hara in the Cole Porter show later this season. Yeah, you talked about the uh, big declines, uh, Boys in the Band, the Iceman Cometh Carousel. Uh, I think there's a lot of voters been in there this week. Fair. Um, and uh, a few of the things here and there, uh, we, I, I saw five or six different ways one of the press reps talked about <laughs> summer colon the Donna Summer musical. I'm done. Uh, hit, <laughs> yeah, doing the... Uh, hitting uh, a million-dollar mark the sixth time, calling them the six-million-dollar woman. Uh, So um, I I, I don't even know where that puts uh, Hamilton. Wouldn't that be like the $18-million-dollar woman because there's actually three Donna Summers? Uh, It's uh, a very astute point you bring up there. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody nobody gets that. I got that. I got that. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think that the uh, – and SpongeBob SquarePants, I think, just came off of some of these wins, and we'll see what kind of marketing yeah. they could put out there. And also uh, lots of schools starting to wrap up the year and uh, families coming to town, so maybe SpongeBob will have some big upticks in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and they'll be able to market on the fact that Ethan Slater is going to win a Tony Award. Hmm. All right. So what do we have in the recommendation section? Uh, James, I don't understand why I had a reaction to this video in particular, but I have to admit that in watching this video, I got emotional. Like I actually teared up watching Adrian Warren and the cast of Tina perform on the grand finale of Britain's Got Talent over the weekend. I don't know why. I'm not especially a Tina Turner fan. I I do uh, have a soft spot for Adrian Warren, but I I don't know why. They performed a little bit of a medley. It was fantastic, um, and I got a little misty eyed. I don't I don't know why. Maybe it's because like I feel like we've all kind of watched Adrian Warren. Um, grow into this great leading lady. Um, I saw her in the Atlanta out of town tryout of bring it on. Then she, you know, takes that show to Broadway. She got a Tony nomination uh, for shuffle along. And now she's leading this big show over in the West end with some potential to maybe bring it over to the U S at some point. And she is just living that leading lady uh, life on stage. And it's fantastic. So um, we'll put the, the, the link in the show notes. And uh, for some reason it got to me. Um, we've also got some, uh, uh, some great choreography and they brought out the little girl who plays a young Tina. So it was just a, a really cool video. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with this show. I, I don't know if there's any plans on bringing it over here, but with um, Philida Lloyd directing and Katori Hall um, writing the book and, and Adrian Warren is the star. I, I definitely think that there would be interest from an American audience, especially when we talk about the $18 million woman show, um, uh, you know, 
I think that there would probably be a similar audience for Donna Summer as there or for Tina Turner as there is for Donna Summer. I hope that these these uh, uh, this type of genre is not going to burn out and uh, cut short a a Tina show from getting in uh, the share show the. Uh, did they just go into uh, previews or did they put up the marquee? I, I forget. Share is they're getting ready to uh, to start in Chicago. Uh, so they have they I think they're just finishing up tech in Chicago before their run. And then uh, uh, Head Over Heels just started uh, rehearsals for Broadway yesterday. Yeah. So uh, what else do you have for us? Okay, first up, we've got some other news. First, congratulations to Broadway stars Emily Paget and Josh Young, who tied the knot over the weekend. They got engaged uh, in January of 2017. Emily Paget, most recently seen on Broadway, playing Mrs. Bucket in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and her now husband, Josh Young, most recently leading uh, the world premiere of Amazing Grace. He's also a Tony nominee uh, for playing Judas and Jesus Christ Superstar the last time it was on Broadway. Next up, the cast album for the Broadway production of Mean Girls broke into the Billboard 200 last week at number 42, the highest cast album debut since Jervin Hansen in February of 2017. Mean Girls delivered 14,000 equivalent album sales, and 10,000 of those were actually legitimate album purchases. I don't know where the other 4,000 came from. Is that like singles and there was enough to, I don't know. Anyway, maybe Robbie should explain that to us. But finally, as a point of personal privilege, yesterday we announced the winners of the 16th annual Broadway World Award Awards. It is my job at the very beginning of this whole thing to accumulate the more than 1,000 eligible artists and productions for the different categories. So I'm very proud of the record number of voters that we got this year. SpongeBob won Best Musical, Cursed Child, not Cursed Child. <laughs> uh, I had to put that in the script with a capital E. But Cursed Child won Best Play. What's on this Island won Best Revival of a Musical. Angels won Best Revival of a Play. If you want to check out all of the winners, we'll have a link to that and all of these stories in the show notes at Broadway radio.com wow a thousand eligible artists we have to it's, uh it's stupid it's really stupid <laughs> we'll have to talk about that and see if it's something that would be uh lend itself to making a podcast about that to show what the process is like it's it's fascinating to me yeah. about these behind the scenes things i don't know if it's fascinating to everybody else yeah it's not fascinating it's tedious <laughs> all right then why don't you get us out of here all right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and BWW Matt. And I will not be here tomorrow. I will be seeing the national tour of Rent. I've got my fingers crossed. It's a non-equity tour, so I'm, I'm hoping I don't have to walk out of this one like I did the last time I saw Rent on stage. All right, my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. Uh, Julie and I will be back tomorrow, and then I guess Matt will be back on Thursday. We'll talk to you then. 